You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania Manania. You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania Manania. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council Speakers Tent at the 49th Annual Koori Knockout, Day 2. My name's Michelle Alexandrovich Lovegrove and, yeah, very wet old, wet old start to the day, hey. So, hasn't dampened spirits, though, or even um, us having great yarns today with some uh, uh, people, some more well-known and some less. One of the more well-known, a big welcome this morning to... Uh, Manly's Joel Thompson, who's come in to uh, have a cuppa and a yarn. Welcome, Joel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, Joel. So we, we had a bit of a, a chat before about um, uh, Land Council's a cuppa and a yarn and, and what we're doing. This is actually a podcast that we do, so I'd urge you to subscribe uh, because you'll be able to hear uh, some great stories from some really, really interesting people. Quite a few episodes up already. So, Joel, today... Um, We'll go back to the start. It's uh, generally our format. And I've got to say, who's your mob? Uh, Nampa. So I'm from far west New South Wales, a little community called Ivanhoe. Uh, it's quite remote out there, but uh, it's where I spent most of my childhood, uh, living with my beautiful grandmother. So uh, that's home for me and, um, you know, beautiful country out there. So I, I do know that with some of your life story, and we'll probably get into that a bit later, so we'll take a jump. But with you, your grandmother... Uh, she impacted you amazingly. Everything I've, I've read or heard, you speak so highly of her. Yeah, she, um, you know, she's a great woman. She, she, ga- she gave me some great values to go through life with. Um, you know, she had a lot of empathy. She, she worked super hard. Uh, she was the person that a lot of our family went to when they needed help. Uh, she'd give her last dollar to someone else. And, um, you know, I just took a lot from her. She was a great role model for me. And she took me in when I was a young kid and... Um, you know, I probably wouldn't be where I am today w- without my nan. So I speak a lot about her because, you know, she means a lot to me. So with your life in Ivanhoe, and I know that, uh, I know that there were some rough times, tough times for you across yeah. your childhood. Yeah. But certainly with what you enjoyed to do at the time and your knowing where you may well end up. When did that happen? I mean, were you the three-year-old uh, kicking the ball? Nah, or? Yeah, sort of. For, for a lot of my childhood, there was a lot of survival. Just There was a lot happening, and I, I wasn't too concerned about playing rugby league, to be totally honest. But, um, you know, around 13, I was getting in trouble with police, doing absolutely the wrong thing for a long period of time. And um, I got a big wake-up call. I was living with my nan, and the police rolled in there to, to come and take me to lock up. And to see the hurt and the shame on her face was one of those moments that pretty much turned my life around. You know, um, I, from there, she, with her help, she, she got me into a boarding school, and um, I started playing rugby league, and I uh, got picked up by the Melbourne Storm. Um, and, yeah, I've been, been involved in rugby league since, and it's, it's been a great journey. It's gave me a great life, and, um, you know, I've met some great people along the way. Had you played much before the age of 13? Yeah, on and off. I moved around a lot to different communities or different towns. So, um, you know, I'd play half a season and I'd move to somewhere else. So it was just very patchy, but, um, you know, I always loved rugby league. Um, it was something, you know, we always did as kids. So I've got here, though, that you, you, you started off with the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I made my debut at the Raiders when I was 19, but I was at the Melbourne Storm um, from 16, 17, 18. And, okay. Um, um, yeah, my mum moved to moved to Canberra, and I wanted to be closer to to my mum and to my brothers and sisters. So I uh, made the call to to sign with the Raiders, and you know I got got lucky and 
worked hard and made my debut there. So with that pivotal moment when you were 13 and seeing the, the shame on your grandmother's face yeah. and then you know you, you, you've sort of very I know it's your life and you know it so well you've just you've, you've jumped those three years and go oh yeah I got picked up by Melbourne Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like what happened in those three yeah, years? Yeah it was tough. Um, I was so out of place. I went to a boarding school that was a um, mostly white kids you know um, uh, just I was so out of place. I was just so different to everyone else there. They had to pull their socks up and do their tie up and, and go to um, to do prayer, uh, do church stuff. Uh, like I was just, it was a whole different world. I felt so different to everyone else. But uh, it taught me a lot. It, it took me out of my comfort zone. It taught me a lot of things around discipline and and respecting people and all these little things that I probably didn't do too much of. And um, yeah, it, it changed my life and it was the best thing for me. So those three years though with then with the, the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Um, what was like that for you? What was that like? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, Melbourne Storm was great. It was a great challenge. I left school in year 12 and went down and joined their full-time squad. You know, guys that I looked up to, Cameron Smith, Billy Slade, all your superstars, and I was this little bush kid. Um, I was very lazy. I was... Um, I didn't do fitness before I went down there, so I was last in fitness. I was last in weights. I was just... I was right behind everyone, but I um, I wanted to quit a lot to be honest. But um, you know, I'd ring my nan, being a sook, and and um, she'd keep on reminding me to stick it out. Um, you know, you'd make I'm making her proud, and it sort of kept me there a lot of times. And um, yeah, I just kept on working hard and, and teaching myself to be um, to to work harder and, and do all the little things right, and it, it paid off for me. Would you have thought then at the age of 13, you just said, yep, I went here and, and I did my HSC. I mean, you were on a track nah, to not get yeah, there, huh? Yeah, no way. I was breaking into houses still. I was absolutely, I was a rat bag for a, most of my childhood. And um, like I said, it was, a, it was a moment in my life that changed me and that, that was getting in trouble in front of my nan and uh, seeing her cry and the shame. And I just, it, um, yeah, it's definitely turned my life around in a big way. Um, and I sort of haven't looked back in that way. So she helped you uh, get into the, the boarding school. Yeah. Uh, how did your relationship remain in those yeah, years Yeah, very later? strong. She was my main support network. You know, I didn't really have my mum or dad, so my nan was my person I'd go to. Um, and, yeah, she supported me through all those times. So after Canberra Raiders, uh, it was manly, wasn't it? No, was after it? Canberra Raiders, it was the Dragons. Oh, no, it's a drag. Oh, look, Sorry. I've got it here. Jumped I've a few years, I've eh? actually got it here and I, I skipped <laughs> nah, over. You know, uh, yeah. I shouldn't be yeah, skipping yeah, nah. over the Dragons. <laughs> That's all right. I, um, yeah, I was at Canberra, an opportunity to sign to the Dragons and, and um, you know, live by the by the beach and live that lifestyle and I, and I took it. And, um, yeah, it was a great few years there at the Dragons. Um, I left early because I had an opportunity to play for a childhood team for the Manly and uh, jump shipped over the Manly and, um, you know, I'm lucky to re-sign there for another couple of years, so... Um, you know, I've had a great, great two seasons there, and looking forward to another good two years. Now, obviously, as a you know, I'm not an NRL player or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not a sports person. But um, you know, I'm seeing your track track here. So you've got you got Storm before then, Melbourne Storm. Yeah. You know, it, it's looking like five years at the Canberra Raiders, three years at St George Dragons, etc. But that that's actually not. Four years. Four years, yeah. is it? Okay. I'm old, I'm an old fella. Oh, including the... Tw oh, no, yeah, you're yeah. 31. Nah, nah, nah. He's 31, he's old. Do you think he's old? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Nah, see, even the young fella down the front doesn't think you're nah. old. So, but, but, but that's actually pretty solid in the tracks of an, of an NRL person because, yeah. you know, people can skip around a lot. Yeah, no, a lot of things happen in rugby league. You've got to get a lot of luck. I see so many talented players that don't make it through injuries, through... 
Um, you know, stuff that happens. A lot of things got to work out, but you got to be resilient as well. There's a lot of things that go wrong, and you just got to, you know, keep on picking yourself up and going forward. And I think that that's what I've learned over my career. Um, you know, just keeping on picking myself up, and through injuries, through bad form, through whatever's going on in life, and. Um, you know, it's a reason I'm still going after 12 years of you know, being in the professional system. Would I like to do more of my career? 100%. But you know, I'm still grateful for you know, 230 games or whatever it is and, and, and still continuing. You know, it's, been a, it's been a great ride. I find it amazing hearing a 31-year-old man saying that you're, <laughs> you're an old fellow. But, but no. I know I think what one of the younger guys at the club, I, I wrote this down uh, uh, and I can't remember his name, but he said you, you were tough. And you're oh, old school, someone yeah. who, who really looks up to you in Manly. Okay. Can't, can't remember the player, but okay. one of the other younger players. Okay, yeah. um, so, and, and says you, you're definitely oh, someone I'm definitely old school. To. I take a lot of values from old school sort of stuff. Um, you know, the young fellas, they, they, they carry on a little bit now. Um, sorry, the young fellas, but uh, they come into, and I like to keep it old school, work hard, keep your head down, don't get ahead of yourself. And um, that's what I think breeds success. And... Um, that's the culture we're building at Manly and it's, we want good people, not just good rugby league players, but good people and um, I think it's important. You were saying uh, a couple of minutes ago uh, a lot of your attitudes to the game and how you've developed as a, as a person has got a lot to do with you still being in there after 12 years and you played every game this year. No, I, um, no I broke, oh, you didn't. Broke, broke my arm against the, the Raiders. Um, I thought you did. Okay. No, I missed two games. I played every game the year before. But, yeah, I broke my arm, swinging my arm in a bad tackle technique. And, um, you know, it absolutely shattered me. Um, yeah, just it was, um, it was heartbreaking because I was, I was enjoying footy f first time f you know, for a long time. And um, I wanted to play in a knockout and do all those things. And um, But, yeah, no, that's what happens sometimes. You know, things go wrong and, you know, it's, it's part of footy. So you broke your arm and you missed two games. No, I've I've missed um, the two last rounds and then okay. I missed the two finals. Yeah. So okay. um, I, Des, my coach, I put a plate in there and a, a lot of screws. So uh, if my team made the grand final, uh, my coach was going to give me a chance to play in that and strap it up and um, you know play. So I was training towards getting to the grand final if my team made it. You're listening to A Cuppa and A Yarn. This is a podcast from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm Michelle alexander X lovegrove and I'm speaking with Joel Thompson from Manly. Uh, thank you very much for, for your time today. And we're live from the Koori Knockout uh, on day two on Saturday. Nice rainy day. Yeah, it is. It was uh, so hot yesterday and, um, you know, pulling the curtains back this morning and seeing how wet it was was crazy. <laughs> but, you know, there's been some great footy, even watching the kids and the women yesterday. Um, there's so much talent here. I don't know. All the NRL scouts should be out here now signing players up. There's some freakish talent. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good day, a good couple of days of rugby league. Now, we haven't uh, touched yet on, and I'd really like to if possible, yep. um, sort of you, when you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you know, league needs and wants not just good players but good people. Yeah. And, and certainly you have become very well known for a lot of your, your work in the community yeah. and, and your work uh, as an advocate uh, for uh, uh, sort of good mental health, yeah. etc. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about, I know that you're an advocate for state of mind. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it, uh, it was back in my Canberra days, like I said, I was, um, oh, there was times there that I probably um, wasn't looking after myself the best in some ways and um, I got some great advice from a, from a lady that said, 
Um, instead of just playing rugby league on the weekend, you should go back and give back to the community. And I, to be totally honest, I didn't really do anything community-wise. I'd avoid doing community stuff, but um, I went to the juvie and um, just hung out with the boys playing touch footy and um, I, just, I just fell in love with it. I, I left that day and I couldn't wait to go back and um, the community stuff, that was like eight years ago. Um, you know, I got in trouble at the club and they, you know, they went and made me go and see someone and... Um, you know, from there, it just changed my life. I guess it made me a better person. I was Looking back, I was probably selfish in some way. Um, and I just, you know, I'd play football, drink, repeat um, over and over and, and just get myself in some bad situations. And, you know, I had myself stood down. I got sacked for, for a part of my career and i come back and then I'd get in trouble with the police. I, just, I was just all over the shop. And, um, you know, the, the lady that gave me that advice changed my life in, in a big way, you know. I just felt there was more than just playing rugby league and, you know, seeing smiles on the kids and, and doing stuff in the community. Um, yeah, it definitely made me a different person in a way and, uh, again, gave me a bit more of a purpose um, in life and uh, it's helped me in, in a big way, yeah. Didn't your partner help you with yeah. with the way you approach things yeah, as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was this young male coming through rugby league that, you know, um, uh, I guess I never knew a man to go and seek help. Or when I grew up, I grew up around a lot of tough men. And, um, you know, if it helped me be tough physically. You know, like, I'd get slapped in the head if I was showed any emotions and that. But it probably gave me battles that, um, you know, I wasn't ready for in some way. So... You know, you'd think I made my debut at 19, signed this good contract and everything was going well, but um, I guess I didn't know how to address, you know, um, demons in a way. And I, I met my partner. She was only my partner for a month. Um, she would have been thinking, what have I got myself into here? But um, I remember going to her house and sitting on the balcony and I, uh, for the first time, I just opened up and, 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 and cried. And it was the first time in my life that I shared what was going on. And uh, she forced me to go and speak to someone and... Uh, with the club's help, they organised someone and, um, yeah, went and spoke to a lady and the lady gave me sort of a, a plan to, you know, go back, go and give back to the community, um, you know, stop drinking and partying and doing all these things. Um, look who's around you, who's your support network, you know, get some good people around you. I probably had the wrong people around me. Uh, changed some things in my life and it's been a, it's been a journey ever since. I, I have to work on myself all the time. I'm... I'm definitely wired a lot different to other people. I went through some tra traumatic uh, childhood that scarred me and I just, I know what it is and I know I have to own it and, and move forward the best I can. I've got three beautiful daughters, so um, it's important for me to stay on top of that and, and, and be as healthy as I can be, yeah. You, how old are your daughters? Uh, I've got a uh, two-year-old, five-year-old and I've got a uh, teenager, my wow. stepdaughter, yeah. So all different ages, you know, they keep me, they keep me on my toes, um, but, you know, the... It's, that's why it's so important for me now to, you know, um, do what I do. You're listening to A Cuppa and A Yarn here with the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm speaking with Joel Thompson. I know Joel does have to head off fairly soon. Yeah, so uh, what I do like to do uh, with these talks, if you're okay, yeah. is uh, we can uh, throw some... Uh, I'll throw some questions to the floor. Uh, if anyone has a question that they'd like to ask Joel, I'll come down into the audience and uh, I, I will... Uh, hold the microphone for you and then if, if you're right yeah, to ask sweet. a few. Okay, all right. So, uh, have anyone got a question for Joel? Not too hard. Not too hard. <laughs> no, no. Someone's got a question. Okay, someone's got a question. Anybody? A big fella here. Yeah, big fella? Okay. Now, just tell, now, I'd just like to warn everybody, obviously the floors are wet. They're very slippery. Please take care. Okay?
how was it to get in a row? How hard it was? Um, it was super hard. You know, if you all dream to play NRL, you got to learn to um, you know, do everything correctly. You got to learn to work super hard. So when your friends that stop training, you got to train more. Um, you got to make sure you look after your diet. You got to eat all those, all the good foods, and you got to make a lot of sacrifices. But um, you make them and do all the right things. You, you give yourself the the, the great, fit, yeah, great chance to play in NRL. No smoking, no drinking. You just got to make sure you look after yourself and, and train super hard. And honestly, um, you know, you, and you can make it. So um, you know, just got to got to do all the right things right. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing the podcast recording now, so we'll just keep doing the recording. Yeah. Okay. I think we've got a question up here, Joel. Yep. Um, how hard did you find it... Oh, sorry. <laughs> when you were young, how hard did you find it to stay away from drugs? Like, I know you sort of just spoke about it, but yeah. with peer pressure and that oh, sort of thing. Yeah, so hard. It's easy mm. to sit up here now and talk about it, but it's, it's so hard, especially when you grow up and you know nothing different. You know, it's... Everything around you is, um, you know, you, you just go with the flow as a kid. But um, I guess as you grow older and you get some good people around you and, um, you know, I, I didn't have just um, family, friends. Like, I had teachers that, you know, stood, stood by me I stay in contact with now. And just you've got, just got to find the right people. And once you do, you know, it's a, it's a big lift in life and it's a, it's a good way forward. We have a question over here. Yeah. Uh, hey, mate, sorry, just a... Um Question, who was the toughest player that you always sort of worried about going up against? Oh, if you worry about it, I don't know. I don't know if I worry about it, but, um, you know, there's so many. I could name so many players that were tough footballers. Um, I've got a story. Jason Tomaloma, I remember uh, at Dragons, when I was at the Dragons, I tried to do a big play for my team and he took a tap and I rushed out to try and put a shot on him and, and knock myself out. And um, it was probably a big lesson I learnt from that day, not to try and jam absolutely monsters like him. But um, no, no, there's some there's some really good players out there and some you know really you know you know tough players. A question here. Yep. Hey mate, um, you speak so well and you're such a great role model. Have you thought about like Harold Matthews, Jersey Flag, post career getting involved in coaching? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think I'll continue the work I do, what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I maybe could do some coaching, but um, I, I'd like to get into the juvies, in the juvenile justice. At the moment, I've got two of my little brothers that are actually locked up, and um, I just feel like I can do so more if I can get my hands in there and see kids over it, you know, daily and, and work with them and, and, and try and try and change their behaviour and that. And it's just, um, you know, like I said, I've got a real passion. A lot of my friends, a lot of my family, you know, just go through that system and once they're in there, it's hard to get them out, like I said. And at the moment, I've got, I've got two younger brothers, identical twins that are, that are locked up for a fair while. And um, I'd just, yeah, I'd, I'd like to continue to work in, in the juvies when I, when I finish footy. So uh, that's where my heart is at the moment. So do we have any other questions for Joel? Oh, we've got another one here. He had a good question before, so hang on, I'll just, I'll just make my way over. He's getting another shot, is he? <laughs> Get another crack. Get another um, shot. Did you have any pre-game preparing rituals or anything like oh, that? Oh, you know what? Uh, when I was younger, I was, um, I just, I, I, I played the game through my head so much and burnt so much energy. I'd be up early as, drinking Red Bull, pumping up music, just getting psyched up, and then by the game time, I was just drained, didn't want to do anything. So um, I've learned to relax a lot, just not think about the game. Um, and as the game gets closer, I'll start putting on the tunes. I'll start visualising, you know, putting hits on or scoring tries. And 
Um, and then as you get to the game, you're ready, you're ready to go to war. And that's how I sort of prepare. Um, but I wasted a lot of my career wasting energy and, and playing the game before I got out there. So uh, all you young fellas, stay relaxed. And as you start warming up, then you psych yourself up. And, um, you know, I wish I'd done that, you know, earlier in my career. We've got a question here. Yeah. Other than your girls, who's your biggest inspiration to keep going and to keep bettering yourself in life? And what was that, sorry? Who's your biggest inspiration other than your girls to keep like, oh, bettering yourself? Yeah, I, there's... Yeah, no, my, my daughters are a great big motivation for me. But, you know, my grandmother, I speak about her a lot and I always mention my nan, but um, I just know the time should go without so I could go on a school excursion. The time should go without so I could get shoes or shirts. And uh, I remember those times so well and... Um, you know, my childhood was patchy in some ways, but I remember those moments where my nan would scrape whatever she could get together, you know, and, and making sure I didn't miss out and, you know, I could go to school with food in my lunchbox and, um, you know, she's a big motivator for me and, and, uh, and a big reason I try and um, do well um, in life and I know I'll make her proud and, you know, so many times we've shared tears together and, and, and tough times and we've pulled each other through it, so, um, you know, she's, she's a... She's a big reason why I'm here right now and, and what I'm doing and, um, you know, going forward as well. Thank you. You're listening to A Cupper and a Yarn with the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. We're speaking uh, live at the 49th Annual Koori Knockout. I'm just looking at him over there. <laughs> uh, with Joel Thompson. Oh, no, he was pulling faces at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're broadcasting live. We're talking to Joel Thompson this morning. Um, now... I, I asked you this before, Joel. You had a bit of a laugh, so I'm not, not quite sure how we're going to go with it. But um, your nickname. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is that something we can talk about? Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> um, people, when I went to the Manly, and they said, what's your nickname? I said, the goat, the Ivano goat. And I, I think they thought I was, like, talking myself up, saying the greatest of all time. But um, I got the nickname, the goat, because I'm, I'm a grub and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a feral. So, um and that's where there's some wild goats out where I'm from and um, goats are known as being feral and, and grubby and stinky. So the, that's why my mates gave me that nickname. But I think the Manly boys were like, this fella calling himself the, the greatest of all time. But um, yeah, so that's where the Ivano goat come from, a feral. Do you think he looks feral? No, seriously. No, I, yeah, I was. Look at him, look oh, at him. Today I'm all right. but He's um, clean. <laughs> see you, brother. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely where the nicknames come from, yeah. Now, now, we're here uh, broadcasting live on the Saturday morning, the second day of the knockout. It's raining, uh, sprinkling now. It was yeah. raining a lot before. Yeah. And I, was, I, I asked you, because, I mean, clearly it would be awful, but what's it like playing a sport at, you know, an elite level or whatever in the rain? Like, clearly it's I awful. hate it. I hate playing in the rain. I, I try and convince myself to, to go out there and play a good game because I'm, you know, I'm a professional, but it's, it sucks. But... Um, Depends how you want to look at it. Uh, I like a dry track personally, but some players like the wet and, and playing in the wet. But, um, you know, you'll still see some great football here, some great skill no matter what. So what happens, though, when it's been raining a lot and you've got like a really slushy sort of muddy Oh, ground? it sucks. you just got to get your head through it and um, hold on to the ball and, and do what you can for the team. But, um, you know, it rained a lot this year when we were playing footy. Um, even my 200th game, we played against the Roosters and it was raining and... Had all my family and my nan and everyone there, and oh, I had to 
it was me 200th. I had to get myself up, but I just, yeah, I hate the rain. But uh, some players are different, eh? It's, it depends really? who you are. Yeah, yeah. What, some what, why would someone like playing in mud? Oh, I don't know. Some, some of the little guys don't get the footwork and the speed as much, so you can go and jam them. But, um, you know, it just depends what type of play you are. And I like a quick track. I just like, yeah, like a dry. Okay, so uh, we're coming at end of 2019. I mean, you've been injured, so you haven't been out. You're not playing this weekend, are yeah. you? No, no, no. So what's the next 12 months look like for you? What have you got planned? Um, yeah, so the, I've got an off-season at the moment, so I've got a, another five or six weeks off before I start pre-season. But um, I'm doing a lot of community stuff. I'm doing a bit of a mindset project roadshow. Um, I, I was sick of doing promos and, and asking the community for, for money to you know to pay for whatever it was. So I'm trying to get corporate people on board, and I've got a couple of corporate people that um, I've gone in to speak to and and share what I want to do. And um, you know they're going to come on board and help me because I'd like to go out to these places that can't afford or can't pay for stuff that it's all you know it's all coming to them. So um, you know. Sometimes you've got to sort yourself through some of these corporate dudes, but a lot of them, when you find the right ones, are, are good people. So, um, you know, they've come on board, they're going to help out, and I'm going to do a 10-day roadshow through um, uh, New South Wales, you know, country and end up back at Ivano, um, you know, which I'm looking forward to and uh, hanging out with me missus and, and me kids and um, she's studying at the moment, so I've got to, um, you know, give her a break and, and help out so she can do her assignments um, and, yeah, just catch up with family and friends. So when you say you're doing the road show, yeah. um, so is, it, is this in the whole mental health space? That you're um, yeah, wellness, mental health, it, it's sort of, it's a bit of everything to be totally honest and um, it's just about getting out there and just, you know, sharing different stories, giving kids that don't have some role models or give, you know, showing them some positive stuff and stuff they don't learn sometimes and, um, they won't see for a long time, giving it to them early on as, as a young fella, something that I'd, I wish I had, you know, and, um, you know, going out there and going to some of them, going some of them places that, you know, don't get the chance to, to see um, players. So I'm um, looking forward to it. I'm, honestly, I'll, I'll see a lot of my family and, um, you know, I love getting out in the country, putting on the tunes and, you know, out in the bush. Um, you know, it's good for the soul. So um, I'm looking forward to the trip. So you mentioned your nan a minute ago, and like after this road, it's been a big road. The road continues for you. She's coming to see you play. H how is it? How how does she feel? I mean, I'd imagine she'd oh, be so yeah, proud of you. Oh yeah, she's proud. Um, you know, even for the game, I broke my arm. I was absolutely heartbroken. Not just with the broken arm, but my nan come from Ivanhoe. I had me cousins and family there watching, and um, you know, to go out on a bad tackling style. I've been getting told by coaches all the time not to swing my arm and. I swung my arm and, uh, you know, broke my arm. And, um, but, you know, uh, one of the moments that stick out for me was when I played with the Indigenous All-Stars and up the Gold Coast, she flew up there and never been on a plane. You know, it was pretty special to see her in the crowd. And, um, you know, I've got, I've, I've got some great supporters and great people around me and, and um, you know, I'm very blessed like that. Well, Joel, I wish you all the best, you know, for the next few weeks off before you go into pre-season and beautiful time with your girls and your, and your partner. And thank you very much for having a uh, chat with us for a couple and a yarn. Give him a hand, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks Joel for having Thompson. me. Thompson. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You can do Nayaniya Baraya, Nayaniya Mananiya Mananiya.